Hello, I'm Erin Bremer-Wright, and thank you for joining me for the Strength and Vulnerability Podcast, an inspiring, motivational, and positive show that highlights the awesome things women are contributing to the world through the lens of vulnerability. Vulnerability is often seen as a weakness, but it actually takes great strength to allow oneself to be vulnerable and go for what you want in life. So join me as I chat with women who found their strength and vulnerability. Thank you so much for joining today's show. My name is Erin Brimmer Wright, and today I have Jen Wright, and we're going to talk about the homeless outreach program that she runs for Venice Church in Venice Beach, California. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Um, and Jen and I, we are not related, even though we have the same last name. Just wanted to get that out there, even though that would be awesome if right. we were. Right. Um, it would be awesome. <laughs> um, so, Jen, you have a lot of experience working with the homeless. Jen was born and raised in Seattle and has been working with the homeless there for four years before moving to Venice Beach, California, where she works with Venice Church for the past three years. So Jen, I want to kick off and kind of ask you, where where do you start with this? How, how do you even get involved with something like reaching out to the homeless? Where did this come from, this want to help people who are currently living on the streets? When I was in Seattle, I wanted to try to find something with teen homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, homelessness there is a huge problem as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're a little bit worse off, obviously, because of the rain and the cold. Absolutely. Um, so, and teens always had my heart. I feel like, I know a lot of people don't like to be called victims, but I feel like they were victims of either bad homes or foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like not necessarily they were always at fault. Um, but I just recall googling stuff in my area and then I found a ministry that had a huge umbrella of different things Mm -hmm. with teen homeless in Seattle and great yeah uh, there was a prostitution outreach which I was a little bit a part of and then a breakfast group I did so tell me a little bit about um the prostitution outreach and for someone who potentially wants to talk to people on the street approaching them. Um, you, you talked about a bad list and that was kind of your introduction to talking to prostitutes. Can you tell me, tell the audience here for those that don't know, what is a bad list and how do those conversations go and how can you tell if someone is on the street and needs help? Yeah, I really couldn't tell. Of course we did orientation and they taught us a lot. They teach Mm -hmm. you a lot about what to look for. Um, Mm -hmm. And the bad date list was just a conversation starter. So uh, people that they would point out to me that they thought were um, uh, prostituting. And they would be just like the organizers? Like leaders. 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 You know, we'd go out in a van and it would be somebody that's very um, familiar with the area Mm -hmm. and familiar with the girls. Kind of like how we do the outreach here. You just build relationships with these Mm -hmm. people. And that's really what you know, we're trying to do is, mm-hmm. is just build relationships where they trust you and they can confide in you. And maybe at some point they'll want help. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you are aware of who potentially could have help yeah. and you go up to them and you initiate this conversation, how does that go normally? Just, do you want a bad list? And then from there it's kind of building that relationship or are you scared? Cause I think, and one thing I want to point out that, mm-hmm. I have to commend you on this because I think 
um, most people don't even realize how vulnerable you have to, you put yourself in a position, literally talking to strangers, opening yourself up to whatever is going to come back at you, mm-hmm. right? So right. you could approach someone and they could be loving and thankful, mm-hmm. or you could approach someone and they could totally be like, get out of my face. Right. I didn't ask for this. So you are so, you are really opening yourself up to yeah. just anything coming yeah. back at you, complete strangers. So what is that like? What do you tell yourself when you're walking up to these people and offering them, you know, a hand? Right. I guess I really never thought of it that way. I I just have a gift with being able to talk to people and just mm-hmm. being authentic and mm-hmm. relational. And, mm-hmm. and if I was in their shoes, how, you know, how mm-hmm. would I want somebody to approach me? And just you know, just being myself really. And Mm -hmm. I guess I never had a fear of what somebody would say because I, I, I just never had that fear. I guess I never thought of it that way. So I, maybe that's why it's easy for me. Yeah. Cause I can just start a conversation with people and Mm -hmm. ask their name and, you know, just make them, make them feel like they matter. Yeah. I have to commend you because if it were me, I would be nervous. I wouldn't know what kind of reaction I would be getting from, right. you know, whomever you're walking right. up to. And really, you have to be quite vulnerable to allow yourself to walk up to complete strangers right. and not knowing what kind of response you're going to get because it really could go either way. It could be, you know, she's so thankful and, um, you know, appreciative of you right. talking to her or complete opposite, like get out of my face. So how, how do you prepare yourself for something like that? They do train us, uh, do an orientation. And I guess other than that, you just kind of wing it. Mm -hmm. There's no wrong way other than just asking and then Mm -hmm. see how it goes from there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're really closed off in the beginning and Mm. then they want the list. Yeah. And then so they'll say yes. And I'll say, do you need anything else? Mm-hmm. Condoms, toilet, trees, mm-hmm. you know, same type of um, outreach we do, just basic needs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, and I want to say that this doesn't solve the overall issue, obviously. Yes. Of, you know, women unfortunately ending up on the street and becoming right. prostitutes because right. they feel like there's no alternative for right. them to get by. But this is just a means to, as a temporary measure, right. the, an immediate measure until we get more legislation out there right. that can prevent this from mm-hmm. even occurring. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I just want to make that very clear because I think, unfortunately, there is scrutiny against right. um, organizations that go out and help the homeless mm-hmm. and um, and not, you know, of all facets, prostitution, right. Right. you know, people on the streets doing drugs. Right. And there's so many misconceptions in terms of how these people got there. Right. Not everyone is there by choice. Exactly. Um, a lot of people are just down on their luck and... I know you've spoken about um, some of the scrutiny you've gotten, even in Venice, where you go yeah. on a monthly basis, just from neighbors saying you're enabling the homeless right. to continue being homeless by honestly offering the bare minimum right. of survival of water and socks exactly. and 
you know, what do you say to those people, though, that don't agree with what you're doing? You just try to put yourself in their shoes and not really engage, engage without engaging, I guess, but Mm -hmm. just, I guess it would bother me a little bit if Mm -hmm. I bought a multi-million dollar house, but Mm -hmm. you kind of got to know what you're expecting at the same time too, because Mm -hmm. it's hard to say that they went to look for this house Mm -hmm. in the last few years and didn't see the problem Mm -hmm. or even 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you couldn't buy a house in Venice and not see that there's a homeless problem. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's been here, it's been going on. I'm not contributing to it. It's not like more homeless are coming because I'm going out and doing a little outreach. Right. So I just try to not engage with the neighbors and mm-hmm. be be sympathetic towards how, how they might feel. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, too, to note that what you're doing is a temporary fix, right? It's right. not the ultimate solution to right. the homeless epidemic. And there are resources here outside of um, the Venice Church yes. Homeless Outreach. but. Yes. Um, and they do offer various services, which we, you know, actually hand out information on when right. we go out. We mm-hmm. say, you know, this particular place has food and shelter. Right. But the shelter aspect of it, it doesn't last longer than, what, two weeks? I think it varies. it varies. I mean, I think it varies and they're um, all over the place. But I don't, I don't even know much about um, how long they can stay or... Mm-hmm. A lot of them can't bring animals and mm-hmm. couples. And so, I mean, that eliminates. And it's just, like you said, it, even a shelter is just a Band-Aid to mm-hmm. a problem mm-hmm. where they need job skills and yep. sobriety and mental, mental health. health. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So I just don't want anyone to look at what you're doing and scrutinize you for the efforts. and. Right. Because it is. It is an effort to, you know, organize this, to oversee this. You started this just to help your neighbors in the day-to-day. Right. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. It is so important to get out there and vote and to get (laughs) policies out there to help people who are living on the street. Absolutely. That is the bigger solution. Absolutely. Because as we said, nobody wants to be in that situation. And until one of their loved ones is there, they can't really understand. Right. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted, so I remember you telling this story where you were working, um, with this homeless outreach program and you were going and picking up people in your personal vehicle and escorting them to just, resources. Just volunteer. I mean, volunteering like I do with the church with Venice, just, it's just volunteering my time. Uh, we were doing the same type of outreach Mm-hmm. But we only had um, bottled water and socks. And mm-hmm. we would offer, if they wanted to go to church, to bring them to church. Mm-hmm. And they just happened to live in the hills by where I lived. And so I I had just offered to pick a couple up and bring them to church a, a few times. Mm-hmm. And because um, they were coming to church on a regular basis, which mm-hmm. is great. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's... I mean, we want them to feel like they belong, too, just as anybody else mm-hmm, would, mm-hmm. any of our other neighbors. So, yeah, yeah, I did that a couple times, and then I would just drop them off in Santa Monica. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think you realize how few people would not only go out consistently helping other people, but opening your car doors, yeah. 
traveling. I mean, you're really opening yourself up to who you don't know these people. It's basically like, I'm going to pick up some complete strangers and that's awesome. And I think just that mentality of like, no, this, there's nothing, there's no difference between me and you. Honestly, you're just down on your luck. And I think that's a huge misconception some people have, um, as placing, you know, people who, are unfortunately inflicted by, you know, job loss and things such as that as the other. And it's not, Mm -hmm. you're just like Mm -hmm. me, but down on your luck. And so much of it is health problems and they get laid off because of their health problems and their job doesn't want to cover them because they've missed work or Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they don't want to cover their health insurance because it gets so expensive. Yeah. It's, It's very little things like that. And then it's hard to get out of the situation. Yeah. But as far as the couple goes that I would pick them up, they're being really vulnerable too. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and if they're willing to be out on the road when they said they're going to be, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, they're really putting themselves out there too. Yeah. Cause they don't, yeah. they don't know you either. Yeah. I mean, you're another stranger exactly. and they're getting in your car. Right. I don't yeah. go hitchhiking for a right. reason, you know? <laughs> Yeah, there was two so, of them and one of me, but I, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I mean, yeah. people knew I was picking them up, so, you know. And I I want to keep talking about this because I, I think it's so awesome how non-judgmental you are towards everyone around you because I think when it comes to the unfortunate growing homeless population, uh, especially in Los Angeles, right. There's so much judgment towards people who you don't know. You just see them, you know, down on their luck. And what do you, what do you say to people who, you know, are scared of homeless people who don't know how to interact with them, who, you know, kind of, I don't want you in my neighborhood, that kind of mentality. What do you say to people who think that way? I just always try to encourage people to ask somebody their story, even Mm. if it's the person. So a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to give them money. They're going to buy cigarettes. They're going to buy beer. They're going to buy, I don't care. Like if I'm going to give them money and they want to go buy cigarettes and they want to go buy beer and I'm going to make their day better, go buy cigarettes and go buy beer and go do whatever you want with the Mm. money I'm going to give you because I'm going to give it to you unconditionally. Mm. Right. If I feel like giving you money, obviously I can't give every person money that asks for money, but Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes I just know, and it's not going to make or break me. And that's how the conversation can start. Mm. You know, like, are you getting what you need? Do you know where there's help? How did you, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, and just talking to somebody in my community outside the grocery store where I used to live in the Palisades, and you can eat right there. I knew this kid was homeless, and I just started talking to him. And he was clean and sober. You could tell, like, I could just tell. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he had a lot going on and his he was not mm. really with it, I don't think, all there. But it f- come to find out, I just had a conversation with him and asked him where he came from. And mm-hmm. he came from Louisiana and his dad was a drug addict and he watched his dad murder somebody. And he left and he never came back. Wow. And so it's just little things like that. We can't judge people right. because we don't know what the story is. Yeah. Every person has a different story and mm-hmm. and of course if you're not comfortable don't engage but a, a bottle of giving if you don't want to give somebody um, money give them a bottle of water yeah. on the side of the freeway and and be like hey bud 
sorry. And yeah. most of the time they're so appreciative just to yeah. for acknowledgement. Yeah. I have um, actually in my car because unfortunately I see a lot of homeless people mm-hmm. getting off the freeway right. and overpasses. Right. I, it's very small. It all, it's just a power bar and a list of resources nearby they can go to. But just that I have handed out to so many people and I get nothing but thank you. That's like, thank you for, first of all, thank you for acknowledging my existence and not looking away and acknowledging I'm a human being and giving me, and it's like a dollar power bar. It's nothing special, but to them, it's that acknowledgement and Yes, I care. Like, I do. Like, you're my neighbor, literally. Exactly. I live down the street. Exactly. Exactly. And it's huge. Like, you think it's nothing, Mm -hmm. but it's huge. It's those things that, Mm -hmm. that could be us. Who's to say? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. With all, I mean, it it could be us. We've all seen somebody that Mm -hmm. is struggled with addiction Mm -hmm. or struggled with mental health problems Mm -hmm. and they don't know where to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, I think too, even from a selfish perspective, when you volunteer in any capacity, whether it's with the homeless or if it's with, um, you know, animal shelter or anywhere, Mm -hmm. donating your time is such a selfless act, Absolutely. but you feel so fulfilled Mm -hmm. afterwards knowing Mm -hmm. that you did something good and positive in the world. Right. And I can't, I can only imagine how much love you feel and grace you feel after doing this month after month. I mean, you've been doing this now for like close to six years, seven years. So, I mean, I always feel like I'm not doing enough. So I I guess I just have to kind of change that mm, attitude mm -hmm. a little bit because I do have to remember how much we we are doing. But I just wish... I could do so much more. Yeah. But that's us being self-critical, right? Right. Instead of looking at what we've done, we look at how much more we could do. Yeah. So. But you are doing a lot. Oh, and thank I you. honestly <laughs> want to thank you for all no, the work you do here in our community. It takes all of us. It's yes. not me. Because, it, I, I mean, it was just my thought is all it was. And it's everybody else that does it. And I'm not. It's everybody else, really. Mm-hmm. It's not, I couldn't do it without anybody else. So it's, it was just really my thought. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. other than that, it's not, it's not my, it's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ever, it's everybody coming together and wanting to, you know, have the same goal. Yeah. Jen, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much again for your time. No, I really appreciate you seeing it as so important. Thank you for having me. It, it is important. Um, I can't emphasize that enough, <laughs> the work that you do. And can you remind our audience, how do you get involved? If you are local and you can come to the Venice Beach Outreach, how do they, how do they find you? Uh, we have a Facebook page and it's Venice Beach Homeless Outreach. And that's pretty much the best way. We do have an email list, of course, yes, that's that, circu- yes, mm-hmm. that you send out through the church. And um, we do our best to get connected with anybody. Mm-hmm. But it's always the first Saturday of the month. Mm-hmm. We meet at Venice Church, mm-hmm. 2241 Walgrove Avenue. But anyways, at 7 a.m. <laughs> awesome. Unless it rains. 
Yes, and that is the only reason we wouldn't go because a lot of people kind of scatter. Yes, when it rains. And we can't find them. Understandably. And I just want to point out, too, that no matter what religion or non-religion someone has, we, what this is about is reaching out to our community. So loving them. Everyone is welcome. This Mm -hmm. is non-denominational. This is not, you know, whatever religion you are. Or if you're non-religious, if you're atheist, it doesn't matter. Do you want to help people? Feel free to join. Absolutely. Um, And there's other, of course, there's other resources here, too, um, to look into. If that's your preference, if you want to work within an organization like OPCC, Ocean yeah. Park, um, what is it? Ocean Park Community Center. Yes. Um, and Spy, Safe Place for safe Youth. Safe Place for Youth. That's another really great one. Um, that is, again, to your point, a little more involved. So it involves fingerprinting and an orientation. Mm-hmm. This was your idea to kind of just, I have a day a week. I'm free. I work you know, right. long hours. I have a lot going on. I just want to get out when I can. This is the sort of thing. Um, Absolutely. People can and you in. can do it once you can do it every month. Mm-hmm. But, um, and we, I also want to touch on what you had just said about, um, the religion God aspect. We are not pushing God on anybody. Mm-hmm. We are not trying to even get them to go to church. If they want to go to church, great. But, we don't bring it up unless they ask us where we're from Mm -hmm. because we're really just there to love on them. Yeah, exactly. We're not trying to change their thinking, change their ways. So if that part of it freaks you out, you don't have to worry about it with us because we're just going out and loving on them. Yeah. Yeah. We literally just want to help our neighbors Mm -hmm. and this has been such an awesome way to do it. And I know from doing it personally, I have learned so much about our neighbors here and it is pretty special. They are so special and my gosh, just so thankful. And I have left volunteering crying from being so touched and just Uh, honestly thinking I did something today absolutely if nothing else I did something for someone else today Mm -hmm. whether I feel like it's a small gesture and they're so receptive to it yeah they're so receptive to it yeah and And it's it's our community yeah absolutely all it is is bettering our community and hopefully um if you're not in our area there are outreach programs and if not start your own Right? What a good idea. But, you know, just yeah. like Jen did. I'm, there are p- many people out there yes. that want to help this homeless epidemic. So thank you so much again, You're Jen. welcome. Thank you so much thank for having you. me. And thank you so much for tuning in.